All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. In fact, our first episode of Season 7. That's probably a pretty big deal. I don't know how many podcasts have been running for six years plus or seven, but uh, we're definitely uh, making some, uh, we're breaking some trail. We'll put it that way. So as always, I'm your host, Adam Smith with Just the Tips Coaching and with me pretty much as always, unless she boots me off the show, which does happen, is our co-host and one of our other coaches and our marketing director, Jen Weybor-Hart. Hey, Jen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Cool. And we've got a really cool guest for everybody today, (laughs) a repeat guest. In fact, if you've been paying attention to past episodes of How I Met Your Mortgage. He's probably the reason you unsubscribed, which is fine, and maybe we'll drive away some listeners this time around as well. But welcome back to the show, one of my best friends, one of my favorite colleagues, Steve Green. What's up, man? Man, it's good to be here. I'm uh, glad to start the year with you guys. Uh, Yeah, how are you feeling? We talked uh, last week because you had talked to Jen and she had told me that you were a little under the weather. I guess you picked up some uh, bugs in your travels, in your worldly travels. I I did. I uh, got a bug on the way home from Columbia uh, right around Thanksgiving. And then I got better from that, but I think my immunity was down. So then I had COVID and flu A at the exact same time. Oh, that uh, sounds like fun. Well, you know, I lost 30 pounds. So honestly, oh. I'm not that mad about it. That, that's a hell of a diet plan. That yeah. is, so I think it's only fair that we let our audience know that you are actually in Huntsville, Alabama. And that definitely sounds like an Alabama diet plan to me. <laughs> Um, But I also want for our audience to understand that it's my belief that every state in the South has a jewel. Austin, Texas, amazing. Atlanta, Georgia, fantastic. And Huntsville, Alabama, I think, is Alabama's jewel. It's uh, a heavy scientific population. NASA runs their shit there. I've been to space camp. They run the ISS from there, the space station. Um, and yeah, so it's, you know, not your typical, you know, uh, stereotypical, I guess I should say Alabama population. It's not all roll tide and I'm married to my sister or I used to be, be but I left her for my cousin kind of thing, uh, because Huntsville is a wicked smart city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, as a result, the airfare to get there is insane and uh, these kinds of things. But yeah, I think it's important that our audience know that despite being Alabama uh, in a classic Forrest Gump kind of way, Huntsville is not that. Yeah. All engineers and military. Um, very, very scientific. Here. Yeah. Astronauts and yep. um, all those kinds of superhumans, which is really cool. And yeah, I do dig that town. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to make fun of you until the <laughs> day we die. But oh, yeah. Huntsville is really a great, great town. Um, yeah. Steve, I want to bring a couple of things to light that we haven't really talked about with you on the show, just so our audience kind of gets uh a feel for what you do. Um, obviously, loan originator. And we talk a lot about you and I, and we talk a lot about some of the content that we've been working on together for what's probably a decade. And we've traveled the continent uh, teaching and so on and so forth. And so, some of my greatest 
sales coaching memories are actually things that you and I have done together. Yes. Um, I'll never forget New Orleans. That's the, that'll <laughs> always, New, New Orleans at Halloween was absolutely spectacular. But I do think it's important to understand that everybody knows you've been doing this a long time, that you really do kind of present yourself on the forefront of helping your colleagues with their lead gen, kind of like what we do here. And some of the things that we've learned and developed over the years when it comes to social media and what those algorithms look like and how to alter your edge rank and how to really be human and authentic and uh, focus on the who you are, not the what you do when it comes to all this kind of stuff really is a lot of stuff that you and I have worked on together and you and Keith and I have worked on together. And there are really a handful of people that we've been kind of been doing this with for a long, long time. But I think it's important for everybody to understand that in addition to that, you do run a branch for, I believe, Fairway right now. Right. And have for some time. We've been running a branch for ever, but it's been with yeah. Fairway for a good long while now, years. Six years, I think. Six no. um, And that you're a single dad of four girls. Yep. I don't think we'll talk about that and what that means and how much of your life is focused on them. And obviously, for those of us that have kids, we know how time consuming and expensive being a parent <laughs> is. Right. And to be a single parent on top of that, to four fairly young children, all of them girls is, you know, another little piece of this that I don't think our audience quite understands and that you're able to do all of this and to do it pretty fucking well, you know, not to put too fine a point on it. So I really want our audience to kind of understand that just like everything you and I do when we're talking to other loan originators, when we're talking to real estate agents, when we're coaching those people, when we're teaching to groups of those people, and when we're talking about the things that are so important, like the who you are, not the what you do, I want our audience to know a little bit more about who you are. Okay. Well, so I think that's a big, big piece of it. And I think uh, if they, if people don't follow you directly on social media, Facebook, Insta, certainly Meta, uh, short form video, this kind of shit, then they don't know. They don't out. know that your most time consuming job is being single father to four girls. Full time too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, that's hey, what surprises I, people. I think I've met six of your eight ex-wives. So oh, yeah. I know how that uh, right. goes. And that's, uh, for those of you that don't know Steve or don't appreciate my tongue-in-cheek sarcasm, I don't think there are actually eight. Um, no, but but it's not a small number. <laughs> All right. It's more than one. It's more than one, yeah. All right. So. so, Steve, talk to us about what you're up to these days. Um, uh, I think if our audience wants to go back and get a little bit more about the getting to know you shit with Steve, they can do that. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, go to Amazon Podcast, do a search on Steve Green on How I Met Your Mortgage, and they can figure that out. But you've really gotten back into a groove here with helping agents and doing this kind of stuff again. Yeah, that's what. So last year, and and I know a lot of uh, people that did good, but I don't know anyone hardly that did better last year than they did the year before. Right? It's twenty twenty three. We actually at the end of twenty twenty two, I kind of saw some things slowing and the rates started to, and so I went back to teaching and uh, realtors locally, and so we actually had a bigger year last year uh, than the year before. We had a bigger December and we have locked for this month, a bigger January. So 
that is one of the things that excites me because even the, the friends of ours that have done well, I haven't seen a lot of growth from other people. Uh, and my growth is dedicated to, to helping, like going and making, helping them make, get more contracts, which just filters down to us. Um, as far as you were saying about the girls. Well, wait, 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 let's slow down a little bit because I think okay. that it's important to pull out a few specifics here because oh, sure. the people that you and I have worked with closely for years, we were talking about Keith Gehringer, uh, prior to going live. Uh, he went through our entire coaching program. The three of us have worked on content literally over that same decade, that kind of thing. I really think that there are a handful of those people that all had a better 23 than 22. Sure. Um, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm sure there is. I've heard more here locally, the opposite. Of, of course. In the in, in mass, no question. Real estate agents, mortgage originators. 22 was certainly way down from 21, 23 down from 22. And I think we all just figured out something like half the agents in that time frame are gone. 60% right. of the loan originators are gone. Some ridiculous number. Oh, yeah. Now that we actually know who did renew their license for the new year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that you're right when we're talking about, you know, a blanket accusation, as it were. Right. No. Okay. It, it's... Um... Yeah, I completely agree with that. The amount of loan officers that we lost, I, I did not expect it to be that high. You know, and if this year goes like like we think it will, those people are going to be in the industry. That's going to make a, a growth for everybody. I call it the purging fire when you have this. You know, in my 20, nearly 25-year career, I've seen it maybe three times where that you lose a lot of people in like one year. And then the next year, even if the overall business is down 20%, when you've lost 40% of the competition, you're still going to have a really good year. Yeah, we talk about it all the time in our program, smaller pie, but bigger pieces. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that was true in 07, 08, 09. Mm -hmm. And I think we're seeing it again now. Um, and I do think it's important for everybody that has stuck it out. If you are going to do real estate, going to do mortgages, insurance, financial planning, whatever it is after a couple of down years and you're still marching on, Know that that was a long fucking cycle from yeah. 07, 08 to 22, 23. 15 years is a really long cycle. I don't think we've seen one that long before. I don't think we'll see another that long. I would expect this next one to be 5 to 10. Yeah. Hoping because I want to retire from that someday and focus solely on this stuff. So that's my uh, hope anyway, is that uh, this next cycle isn't another 15 years because... Uh, well, I'm not quite as old as you, but I'll be old. Whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some dating app, I'm like 29. Sorry, yeah. audience. Old joke. Steve's about 15 minutes older than I am, but I rub that in on a regular basis. Y yes, he does look. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, obviously, we all know and we have known forever that helping out those relationships that we have. And when we talk about referral partner relationships, you guys have got to be focusing on the key word there, which is relationship. You got to really have those in order to make referral partner relationships worthwhile. And we talk a lot about, and a lot of this comes from content you had worked on early that we had worked on together that, you know, if you ask me to put together a top 10 list of my favorite referral partners, you know, the obvious ones that we always throw out there, real estate agents, divorce attorneys, those would be like number nine and 10 with me. Oh, definitely. Right. And you and I uh, talk, and in fact, it was New Orleans, which is so funny where we talked about the landscape guy 
because yeah. that was the Huntsville versus Denver joke. You had said something like, this is only for the really nice houses, you know, 250,000 and up. And I started barrel rolling, laughing. You're like looking at me like I had horns grown out of my head. And I said, yeah, in Denver, 250 grand doesn't even buy you grass. So <laughs> not a problem for us, but, um, you know, scale of economies. Right. Um, but we talk about the landscape guy and we talk about wedding planners and all the other tradespeople that don't get the kind of love from us, from agents that we kind of give to each other. Nowadays, I would describe it more as harassment than love. Right. Um, how many LOs are, and we used to laugh about this with Ashley, how many LOs are still doing that stupid shit where they pick up the phone and call 40 agents every Monday and then end up buying 20 cups of coffee and they're talking to a bunch of agents that aren't doing any business. Right. Yeah. Right. And and now these coaching programs, and I'm not going to throw any names out there or telling you, well, don't call 40, call 60 or call 80. Right. And of course, anything times zero is still zero. Well, in the, I won't say the name, well, I keep it the most popular or one of the most popular coaching uh, thing. Their program is to have all the loan officers that, you know, call every Tuesday. And that's, I think. It's oh, it like, used to be Mondays. Now it's Tuesdays. I think it's Tuesday now. But whatever day it is, they all do that. And like say in our market, there's probably 40 guys that, that subscribe to them. I've heard from multiple realtors, you know, actually, like you said, brought it to our attention the first time. It's not like they get one or two calls a day. It's like every Tuesday. I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday now. They, they get 40. Get, right. So yeah. they, they hate us on Tuesdays. Like they won't even take care. Like if I have to call some of them on a Tuesday, if I have to call a new one, like we got a, a listing agent or something, we have a contract a lot of times they won't respond until I leave a voicemail because they think I'm just one of these other guys doing their Tuesday call. Of you know? course. The key for me is do what everyone else isn't doing. You know, <laughs> that's that, that has more results um, than anything. It's um, let me tell you, I, I was thinking about this before I call a story. I was going to tell you for my going into this year, I had an agent and keep in mind, you know, the, the joke about the prices here versus Denver, we really are 200 to 300 kind of max. Right. Sure. So, so this agent started three years ago. I didn't really know her the first year. The second year I worked with her and she was doing um, not Zilla Leads. It's another company, uh, uh, Sync Leads. She does Sync Leads. And she did about $4 million that year, but almost all of it was bought leads. Now, she was really great at converting them, but it was all bought leads. Well, then this year she switched companies with brokerages and they didn't have those leads. So she just started focusing on social media and we would talk about it every day. We would have calls 90. Okay. Oh, and this year she closed just shy of 13 million here in this area. That's top 1%, right? That's a huge number. Yeah. Here, here it is. And then yours probably wouldn't be that big. I, th I think you can buy Alabama for that. Well, I mean, you, she sold <laughs> a lot of it. Let me just say, um, and 98% of, of the year was 100% social media. She had a couple of closings right before she left uh, the, her old brokerage that she were from the lead system. And so working with her all year, doing a lot of hands-on, my, my thing this year I've come with is content. The name I have is going to be content to a contract for my local people that I teach, you know, realtors and just seeing what works and what, and how much more she was making. Cause like I say, a lot of the realtors were, were down here too. Um, I love that because everything she's doing and everything we worked on is opposite of what most people are doing on the social media and on the network. So, um, so that's, that's really been a, a motivating factor for me too, to see someone nearly just shy of triple and they went from spending a bunch of money to spending mm -hmm. 
dollars. You know, so. no money. Yeah, none. Right. Well, when I had started this, and it was a little before you and I had met, and obviously this is pre-social media and pre-video distribution mm-hmm. through social media, etc. We actually called the content, the coursework, zero cost marketing for a repeat and referral business. Sure. And this is really what we should be focusing on, right? There are those three tiers in our program. One, you got to build a strict repeat and referral business. And then, of course, two, get to a point where you're only doing things you really like or pay you really well. And then, of course, if you're not focused on the end goal of building a business that you can walk away from while it still pays you, then why are you in this business? Jen, I see we lost Steve. Did he vanish? And now I can't hear you. Cool. So now I'm just... I'm here. Oh, okay. Oh, there's Steve. (laughs) There's Steve. Cool. Um, (laughs) I love the tech stuff. Uh, That, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to give us a little bit of uh, slack there because Alabama. (laughs) Oh, and now he's messing with the audio, but at least we can see him again, which is really cool. For those of you that just listen to the podcast and don't actually catch our video cast, and you can... Catch it live on Mondays at 1030 Mountain Time on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Yeah, okay. Um, Then, yeah, you're uh, catching the audio issues that we're having with Steve, who we can't see now either anyway, which is uh, just the way that Mondays go. And it's our uh, first crack at it in the winter, so we'll just keep on keeping on. Just keep going. It's fine. Uh, all of a sudden, I couldn't hear you for a second, so I had to re- I had to refresh it. We're so. doing it again. All right, so Steve, there was something that I'm constantly thinking about, and certainly sharing the tale about. And I think that what we're describing when it comes to the programs that are telling loan originators to call 40 agents every Tuesday, it may be now whatever that number is, and how on Tuesdays agents just hate loan originators or whatever it happens to be. I want for our audience, particularly with the loan originators to understand that there's a much greater psychological sales psychology play at hand here. And I think the thing that I'm always kind of drawn back to that we've talked about for all this time is the open house pop in. Yes. Right. I think it's the same kind of psychology and you'll probably do a better job of describing it than I did, but, or than I will, but you know, realtor has an open house and there are actually mortgage companies, some decent sized mortgage companies out there that are telling their LOs that you got to go buy a dozen of these things a week, right? Same kind of thing. Let's make 40 calls to agents. We, We need to pop in on a dozen open houses a week, whatever the case may be. But the psychology of it, and I think it's similar from what I'm uh, remembering, and I haven't talked about it in a minute, and you and I haven't talked about it in a decade, is that, you know, LO pulls up to the open house, realtors inside. And by the way, guys, odds are slim that that's even that agent's listing. Right. Right? The, the agents are doing open houses for other people because they want the lead gen tactic of the open house. And if they're doing it well, kudos to them. It can be a great tactic. Please don't shy away from doing open houses if you're a real estate agent, because there is gold to be mined if you're doing it properly. But I pull up to the open house, agent sees my car, even if it's my shit box. And immediately, even if it's not conscious, it's at least subconscious that I'm a lead. 
I'm eventually going to be a buyer or seller that's going to fall into their system, into their contact management, into their network. I'm going to eventually use them to buy or sell a home. And then I get up to the door and I introduce myself. And well, you know what? I actually want something from them, not the other way around. Right. I want their business. I want their referrals. I want to feign a relationship, whatever the case may be. And 180, they immediately hate me. That's so crazy. I'm no, I'm no longer a lead. Now I actually want something from them. We may have a great conversation. We may really hit it off. We may actually like each other. But because of that psychological, potentially subconscious psychological 180, where I'm actually not a lead, I'm asking them for something, I want something, they hate me. Right. Even if they don't hate me, they hate me. Yeah, I'll, you remember. I don't know if you remember the the story. How the moment I learned that, but prior to the day that 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 I learned this, every every sales manager of every company I ever worked at, that was something they would run at every meeting when they were trying to tell people how to up sales. Go to open houses. Go to open houses. Go to open houses. For you guys that don't know me, uh, I married a, a woman ten years in the mortgage business. And she became a realtor after that because she was just kind of drawn at being around in the world that I was in. And she knew when you're the new kid on the block, new kid for the company, they, they send you to open houses. They sent her to one and she wanted me to come hang out with her uh, because there had been one of those, you know, a safety thing where it was. Sure. And so we're sitting there. I've invested time into her getting her license. She's invested time into this open house, which, you know, those are Saturday, Sunday. That is not when you want to be out in the world, right? And that's exactly what happened. And it's, I call it the bubble popping in, in there in your soul because we were there, these people, these two, a man and woman drove up, nice car, nice dress, walking in. And we both had an elation uh, feeling for like, oh, these are, this is, these are, these guys are good. These people like, are going to buy a house. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they got, they definitely got some money. They're driving a Mercedes. I mean, not to stereotype, but like, it was one of those where like all your, uh, your emotions are thinking that's what they're here for, right? Sure. They walked in. Uh, I don't know if I want to name the Mel Morgan company, but I do remember the name. It's the national. And they introduced ourselves. And immediately, both of us, are, we went from excitement to pit of your stomach, like disgust is the real word. And then when that happened, I actually, about a week later, I was in an office with a bunch of realtors. And I asked them, if that, is that a normal feeling? Across the board, they agree. Sure. Uh, one of the things I, I did after that is to change that technique is I would message people that had open houses announced that week. And I'd say, hey, uh, I'm not going to have time to come by. Uh, I got my kids this weekend. But did you mind if I promote your open house on some of my social medias and just let me know if, if somebody comes by and mentions my name? I'm practicing with some marketing techniques, uh, which is all free to me. I was just marketing on social media. They would, they would then get super elated if even one person might come by because of seeing my stuff. And it was the, and, and it made me develop relationships with them so much quicker with no negativity, right? And I've had several instances like that. A lot of what we're taught to, remember I said, I try to do the things that other people aren't doing. It's because of that, because everybody's calling on Tuesday, because they're coming by the open house when, the, when really all those people want to see is buyers. The false sense of, of possibility being jerked from them, it really makes them not like you. And like her, she would, um, she would use other, if like people with uh, other lenders in her contract, she would always honor it. She did someone mad, a friend and people like that, but she automatically had a, a lifelong, I guess I'll say disgust 
toward them because and I don't even think it was purposeful. It's just like you say, it's like thinking you're about to get a steak and you open the box and you got a cold hot dog. I mean, it's that kind of feeling of rejection that uh, they didn't like. But yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the main points of my career where I started looking at everything differently and, and changing techniques and getting better results and be giving them true value, you know? So, yeah. All right. So we're going to use that. Don't be the cold hot dog. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, but there's, if we take a step back and look at this from a overall 10,000 foot sales mentality type of viewpoint, it's still really that classic old Zig Ziglar kind of shit. And LOs are popping in on realtors open houses because they want something. And you were approaching it from a perspective to help them get something. And if we look at it that way, it just makes sense. Help as many people as you can get what they want and you're going to get what you want. This is not hard. If you just, all of you listening or watching live or in syndication, if you will just adopt that in your sales mentality, help as many people as you can get what they want and you'll get what you want. The whole perspective, the whole technique, the whole tactic changes. And it didn't cost you anything to do it, not even a gallon of gas to drive to the damn open house. Right. You were doing it for the benefit of the agent, not for your own self-serving purposes. Oh, by the way, salespeople in general, yeah, your audience, the world, the consumer can now see if you're a self-serving piece of shit or not, or if you're actually in it to help other people, which is how we win. And it gives you the opportunity to really get that toehold on a legit relationship. The key piece of a referral partner relationship. So, yeah, God, if we could all just adopt this mentality of helping people. And Jen and I talk about this all the time. um, The two types of sales, whether we're doing sales by manipulation or whether we're doing sales by problem solving. And yeah, and to, to, for those of you that, you know, are execs at McDonald's or Walmart or whatever, I understand you got to sell to the masses and that you got to manipulate me. And even now I can smell those McDonald's fries just because I uttered the word, right? Sales by manipulation. But yeah, for those of you in mortgages, real estate, even if you're with some of these really big companies, I'm not even sure Fairway is in that category anymore, like the rocket we'll talk about. Um yeah, there's a lot of sales by manipulation there, but God, please don't be that person. No. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the uh, the um, landscaping technique earlier. That's the same yep. thing. You could ask a hundred landscapers to send you business and you'll get nothing. But when you use the technique that we discussed and you're giving that value to them and giving it to yep. them, front, that's why it works so well. Because You're getting them business. Yeah, is that how many tradespeople go ignored that way? The plumbers and the electricians and the HVAC guy and the hot tub guy. And I mean, we could come up with a list. Um, and we've certainly talked about some other things and some really unique. Yeah, like I, I think you nailed it really here. What are other people not doing? Right. And normally I wouldn't do this because Jen and I focus pretty heavily on our content, our video blog, our podcast, really kind of being, hey, let's, you know, give the audience a taste of what we work on at Just the Tips. But, you know, let's certainly not give away the whole, uh, you know, load, um, as it were. I love high school guidance counselors. I'm not even sure you and I have had that chat yet. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, boy, you want a list of everybody who's about to be an empty nester and may need to downsize, may need money for college. Um, ooh, they've got it. They they have that list. Your kid go to a big high school. You know, mine went to thousands, you know, at least 1,500, 2,000, 5,000 kids in this high school. They had a guidance counselor. That guidance counselor knows these families when the oldest kid is matriculating out all the things but nice well actually you started me down this road buddy um yeah. because and don't get me wrong i love my realtors i the relationships i have shout out to all of you <clears throat> but you refer me a buyer a borrower the decision to buy a house has already been made mm -hmm. and that's yeah. great but i want to be involved in the psychological triggers that lead to the buying and refinancing of homes are made. Same. Right? We talk about that all the time. And these are the kinds of things. So for all of you out there looking to build those kinds of really great referral partner relationships, agents, originators, all, insurance, financial planning, all of you, roll the psychology back a little bit. Think about what kinds of triggers occur, what kind of psychological triggers occur when those occur that lead to the buying of homes, selling of homes, refinancing of homes, getting insurance, starting your retirement, whatever the case may be, because that's where you want to be involved. That's where you want to be a key player. And yep. we talk about things like wedding planners and baby store managers, right? No brainers. Those are easy. Having a baby, getting married. These are big things when it comes to buying, selling uh, homes. Uh, starting retirement, getting insurance, on and on. But if we really slow down and think about it, there are so many more. Right. So many more. But yeah, instead we, you know, focus on divorce attorneys. I got news for all of you. If a divorce attorney is referring you a potential buyer, seller, or borrower, the decision to buy, sell, or refinance has already been made. Right. Roll it back. Think earlier. And yeah, you started me down that path a decade ago. Oh yeah, it's that's the trick. I call I call it literally trigger thoughts, and that's where you want to try to get. And a little like tip right now that I don't know if you guys have stumbled upon yet. I've got a couple of really cool techniques we've been using on with uh, Chat GPT. Mm -hmm. And is what you just listed, like getting married. You can go in there and and there's a lot of ways to customize this by your area, but you can ask it to give you a list of phrases in the, that people are making in post prior, just prior to buying a home. And then, so that list, you, we just, you know, said, it'll give you like 20, you can say, give me 25, give me 30. Then you go into your medias, you go into the public uh, post, you check, and then you search the comments and search the post and you'll literally find all that locally. And it gives you a list of people to connect. So like if I was an agent today, realtor, and I, I would go in there and I'd be like, give me the comments that are being posted one week, two weeks, three, four weeks before, you know, someone decides to buy. And, and Chad GPT is so eloquent, especially if you have the latest point four model that it will give you some things that I never even thought of that were so hot to go and make a list of, of people, both public search. And then of course your friends as well. And that's changing life. Um, can I, let me tell you a, a little tip. Well, hang on. Cause I think it's really cool because this is the next step yep. beyond what you and I had worked on a decade ago when it came to comment farming, right? Yeah. social media comment farming. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the time it was really Facebook cause that was kind of all there was in that yep. context for social media, but taking it another level with AI is fucking amazing. Oh. All right, but go on, go on. 
Well, there's one other thing with AI. I've been very active with AI lately. Now, a disclaimer on this, you must have the latest version. And I had to wait a month to get it because they only release so many people at a time. So you yeah, have to, yeah. but if you got a ChatGPT, the, I think, I think it's the four, but it's the latest one. It'll also, you can upload photos up to four photos at a time in it. And it's also got a, uh, a little drop down thing called Dolly that will create you photos. I've got lots of things that, that you can do with that. There are new techniques, but the thing that is, I can tell you in one minute, that's very exciting. So one of the agents I work with a lot, um, she'll always ask me like, Hey, what, you know, what do you think about this house? Make it move. I'm getting this listing or whatever. We started going in there and you can upload four photos and then you can go, you gotta have your prompts just right, but you can basically go in there and say, Hey, Chad GBT, what suggestions would you make to, for, to market this better for sale? And are there any changes you make? Okay. So I remember the last two we did, the first one we did, it had a, a few things about the yard and then it said, and please remove all the debris from the porch. Well, looking at the photos, I'd not even noticed the debris on the porch, but I think someone who was really interested in buying it would have and chat GBT picked that up. Right. So, and all these changes are being made. Um, and the, and we've done this and then she has sold these houses. But then the one after that was a one she had listed for a while. It wasn't moving. And usually we're using this when she's going after an expired or about to get one from somebody else. But she had one that she had listed and I never really paid attention to it. And same deal, went in there and said, hey, will you review, put the photos and put the, so what you do is you put the description that they've listed. Because a lot of times we'll make suggestions about that. And then one to four photos. So we're into this one and uh, put the description that she had in there hit it and said, what, well, you know, why is this not moving? Give suggestions. Of course, I'm short form in this. And it came back and said this, the most appealing thing about this listing is that it has an above average amount of acreage. You need to refocus the, uh, refocus the, the two basically being a, uh, an acreage property that's very rare in the area that it was in. Now I didn't even think about that because here acreage is not that uncommon, but this particular area, it was very uncommon. And then uh, it rewrote an entire new description that was fantastic, put it in and she, and the calls doubled like the next day. Cause a lot of people who were searching for like a mini farm or put up a barn, you couldn't tell that from the photos. You could only tell it from the data. And that's why ChatGPT came in. And, and that, that is one of the most exciting things we've been working with is literally it's smarter than we are if we know how to correctly do the prompts. So that's pretty exciting and cool. The new thing. That is pretty cool. Um, and I'm certainly not going to go so far as to say it's smarter than we are. Computers are dumb. They only know what we tell them. Right, right. But the neat thing about, and I'm a Bard user. Um, this is, you know, going to be, we're going to have the same debate of uh, Apple versus Samsung that we're going to have as uh, Bard versus ChatGPT. Um, but the difference is that it has the wealth of knowledge of the entire planet, historic right. knowledge, right? Everything you can find, ChatGPT already knows. Correct. I yeah. do think it's important to understand that it's still a very garbage in, garbage out system. If you're not giving yeah. it good prompts, if you haven't already built your business avatar through those prompts, if you haven't already built your client avatar through those prompts, and you were here last year for Mile High Mastermind. Oh. So we worked on that some with everybody in the audience. Um, if you're not doing those things, if you haven't taken those steps you probably want to do that first before you start really getting into the supper level type of stuff of prompting chat or bar to really give you that good content back because you want it to sound like you. Yeah. You want it to be a reflection of you. 
Exactly. So yeah, if you're if you're uh, contemplating doing what Steve is discussing here, please make sure you've taken those steps first, and then yeah, you'll kick ass. And there goes Steve again. Although Jen, that's probably good timing because I got your nod that we're over time mm-hmm. already. So we'll let Steve go deal with his IT issues. But Jen, why don't you take us home? Um, in fact, we are planning another conference that you probably want to talk about. Yeah, we're six months out from Social Media Day Denver 2024. Uh, It's Friday, June 14th this year. We did move it up a little bit in the month to get away from the 4th of July. Uh, I am looking for both speakers and sponsors for this year's event. So if you're interested in getting involved with that, um, you can reach me at smdaydenver at gmail.com. This is a different event for us. This is our fourth year hosting it that's weird yeah fourth year um so the audience is anybody that wants to learn more about social media so that can be an owner of a business to somebody who's just doing va work my cat has made an appearance it was about time phoebe's been sitting here the whole time so um so we are looking for both speakers and sponsors for that uh and then if you want to find out about everything just the tips you can text tips to 63566 Uh, it'll take you to a landing page where you can get past episodes of the show our weekly little tip book a free hour of coaching with us get copies of Adam's books, literally all the things. Tips, all the things. Text tips to 63566. Cool. Yeah. Steve, are you back? Can yeah, I'm back. Right. We're having power surges here. That it's storming. So every now and then, what happens is the sound goes up. Yeah, I'm back. All so. right. Well, thank you again <laughs> for doing this. We know carving out this kind of time on a Monday morning or afternoon now, I guess, in Alabama um, is certainly uh, no easy feat. And we will certainly do it again. Don't go anywhere. We'll chat a little bit offline about that. And for the rest of you, thanks for tuning in. Either live or in syndication. Again, you can catch us live on Monday mornings at 1030 Mountain Time on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And a couple of days later, the podcast gets published on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. So thank you guys for tuning in. And I assume we'll see everybody next week. We got an episode next week too, Jen. We do. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. And until then. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.